time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646 716 4972. Now, here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Good to have you with us. It's March 14th. I am at the ICE Mortgage Experience 2022 conference in Las Vegas. I'm actually with Lender Toolkit, one of our sponsors. Very excited about that. Their event is starting today, but you can go check out their booth at booth number 627. Again, this podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals. And we're grateful to have you as our listener. Again, our commitment to you is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. And you're going to be hearing some real timely information because in a hot topic segment, we have Joe Wellu, the founder and CEO of Total Expert, as our hot topic guest. I pre-recorded this interview just before I left for the conference. In the podcast, he announced a new release of their product you'll not want to miss this upcoming interview in the Hot Topic segment. Special thank you goes out to Industry Syndicate. Check out all the podcasts at industrysyndicate.com. They promote our podcast as well as some of the top leading podcasts in the nation. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America, as well as Finastra, Fusion Mortgage Bot Solution. Experience the power of a fully integrated approach to mortgage lending that simplifies the borrowing experience and streamlines the process for employees. Listen to Karen Jenkins' interview that I did on the October 4th of last year, as well as last week's interview with Chris Zingo. Great interview, and I'm so thrilled to have them as sponsors. Also, Lender One. We were just this last week at the Lenders One conference in Phoenix. It was great, well attended, and there was so much information. We're going to be bringing the presenters there on on an upcoming podcast here in the just future. There's so much going on. Also, we have the Mortgage Collaborative, TMC, and we got TMC Miami Nights Conference coming up March 19th through the 22nd. I'll be there. Go back and listen to the interview with Rich Zerbinski on February 7th that I did. We'll be talking a little bit about the conference and what's going on there. And also, we have Total Expert as a sponsor. Thank you. You're going to hear more about them in the Hot Topics segment. That is a really interesting interview. I'll say a shout-out to Knowledge Coop as a sponsor. They do a great job but it's a learning management system. Check out their new release. It's coming out April 1st to get on the announcements on when that is being released and the information about that. Go to trythecoop.com. Comparing the team, got some new stuff coming up. It is really cool. Also, Mobility MMI, Mortgage Market Intelligence, and Modex. Both of these sponsors do a great job of helping you recruit top LOs and giving you intelligence about what goes on in the market. Be sure to check these companies out. Also, we're thrilled to have SnapDocs as a sponsor. They help lenders overcome obstacles to adopting e-mortgage technology. SnapDocs is now offering the e-mortgage quick start program. Check them out on our sponsor page. Also, Success Kit. I love what Julian Lumpkin and the group are doing. Check out the interview we did with Julian January 10th. In 2022, think about it. If people won't buy a $5 dog toy on Amazon without reading reviews, why would prospects wanting a mortgage or buying mortgage technology do any less? They're checking out reviews, and Success Kit can help create reviews for you, and they do it in a fashion that is, I'm 
can't begin to tell you how successful it has been for us. Check out successkit.io. Also, I want to say a special thank you to the Lender Toolkit. We're again at the Lender Toolkit Pre-Experience 2022 event. Also, we want to thank our sponsor, Penny Mac, TPO. Go back and listen to the interview with Kim Nichols on November 1st, 2021. Also, I want to say thank you to Form Free. So thrilled with their partnership to go back and listen to last week's podcast with Brent Chandler of Form Free and Kevin Kaufman with Freddie Mac. Very interesting interview, and you won't want to miss that. And then finally, special thank you goes out to Debbie Wemus at the DW Consulting Group, helping people with their LinkedIn profiles. And finally, I want to say a special thank you to Rob, Les, Alice, Alan, Matt, and my good buddy, Jack Nuttery. Who's going to take over the podcast for me at this point? Thanks, Jack, for co-hosting this while I'm in Las Vegas driving some Ferraris around the track. Jack, it's all yours. Take it away. Thank you, David. And stay safe driving $400,000 automobiles around the racetrack. Don't want to drag one of them down the guardrail. Our first segment is Rob Bam Rapports and the NBA Mortgage Minute. Rob? Hi, I'm Rob Van Raphorst. Welcome to the Mortgage Minute and the latest news from the Mortgage Bankers Association. Late last week, President Biden signed a $1.5 trillion fiscal year 2022 appropriations bill. It includes robust funding for the U.S. Department of HUD and several wins for the industry. Specifically, MBA prevented the inclusion of an FHA administrative fee by securing appropriated funds for FHA technology upgrades. Also, the bill includes the MBA-supported LIBOR Act of 2021, which provides clear guidance and a consistent federal standard for determining a replacement benchmark rate for the London Interbank offered rate, including for tough legacy contracts. An MBA Technology Solutions Conference is happening April 11th through the 14th in Las Vegas, Nevada. To register, go to mba.org slash conferences. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for the update, Rob. Everybody, look, the NBA is your voice on the Hill. They're an important lobbying group for our industry. Partnership is sorely needed, and we appreciate everything the NBA does for us, Rob. Next up is Les Parker's segment. This should be interesting with the volatility that we see in the marketplace. Les, take it away. TM Spotlight Soundbite is brought to you by Power Seller, making hedging easy. Who should have known? He bombed them farewell. There's a lesson EU learned from this, and they learned it very well. Who cleans up the avoidable Russian mess to avoid nukes and bioweapons? China, Germany, and France will strike a deal soon. At least that's the way oil and gold see it. Everyone pays the price for stupidity and hubris. Putin will get what he wanted before the invasion, a NATO-free buffer from the West and more land. Meanwhile, the Fed no longer buys mortgage-backed securities except to replace runoff and soon raise rates. So the dueling dramas continue. If the worst is over soon, the morning sun is shining like a red rubber ball. These views are my own. Follow the bouncing ball at tmspotlight.com. So I'm just going to jump in real quick here to introduce Matt Graham with our mortgage update. Matt is founder and CEO of MBS Live. And take it away, Matt. This is Matt Graham with the MBS Live market update. Bonds are not very happy over the past 
few weeks, and they continue to be stuck in a situation where no matter what the news is, it's had a negative implication. We talked a little bit about this last week with respect to oil prices specifically and the interconnection with the Ukraine war. So early in the war, when tensions flared, it was good for bonds and good for oil prices. That was sort of the flight to safety, if you will. Oil doesn't normally move up in a flight to safety, but with there being supply considerations surrounding Russia and Ukraine, specifically Russia and sanctions and whatnot, then in this case, it did put upward pressure on oil prices. At first, that wasn't too big of a deal for the bond market, but as of the beginning of last week, with the big spike up to temporarily $130 per barrel, it sort of changed the narrative for bonds, or at least it evolved the narrative in such a way that oil price spikes were now too high to really ignore from an inflation implication standpoint. Ever since then, yields have moved higher in an incredibly linear fashion, regardless of fluctuations in oil prices. There are a couple of reasons for this. They include big supply in the bond market. This has come both from treasury issuance as well as corporate bond issuance. But also it's a matter of inflation implications playing out and the fact that that spike in oil prices is going to send shockwaves throughout the economy in terms of inflation. There are also other commodities that are in play, such as wheat and nickel and other precious metals that have experienced a similar sort of spike. And even if the Russia-Ukraine war were to end today, those price spikes will still eventually end up hitting consumer prices. And of course, they're definitely already hitting consumer prices at the gas pump. Doesn't that downward pressure on the domestic economy? Yes, to some extent that is the case. And it just isn't enough to offset the inflation implication and the motivation that, that carries for the Federal Reserve. Speaking of that, this week brings the big Fed announcement where they will hike rates for the first time since COVID, well, since 2018. And that is a foregone conclusion that it will be a 25 basis point hike. If they want rates at 75 BIP level or a 0.5 to 0.75 level, they would do that by hiking both at this meeting and the next meeting as opposed to doing a 50 BIP hike at this week's meeting. We also get an updated dot plot that will let us know what the outlook is like for Fed rate hikes from every Fed member. And we'll get a press conference with Fed Chair Powell where he'll get to address yet again, as he did two weeks ago in the congressional testimony, how the Fed is reconciling the disparate impact from the global economic hit associated with the Ukraine war and the inflation impact associated with the Ukraine war. Fed funds futures are as bearish as they've been. They have the highest rate hike outlook they've had in this cycle. And that just happened on Friday and through this morning. And when we look at Fed funds futures, they're now suggesting a Fed funds rate of 1.75% by the end of the year. So that is quite a few 25 basis point hikes between now and then, considering there are only eight meetings in a year. And those rate hike expectations weigh heavily across the entire yield curve, but especially on the front end of the yield curve. We are at our narrowest levels in quite some time with twos versus tens, only 28.5 bips. In other news coming up this week, we have producer prices tomorrow. Not as big of a market move for as consumer prices, but still a consideration. Retail sales on Wednesday focused on that day will really be on the Fed. Retail sales kind of don't have as much importance as normal in this environment. Thursday, it brings the Bank of England announcement and any major central bank announcement right now is in play as a market mover 
for the domestic bond market. Philly Fed at 8.30, jobless claims as well. And then on Friday, existing home sales at 10 a.m. That's expected to continue over 6 million units a year, annual pace, but to decline from the previous reading of 6.5 million. That's going to do it for this week. Back to you. Thanks, Matt, for that great report. Lots going on in the markets today. So for me, I'm going to be keeping things pretty short. You already heard from Rob that he brought up about the $1.5 trillion omnibus appropriations bill that was good news for the industry and that we won't be looking for any kind of a fee increase coming out of FHA since they got the money that they need through this funding bill. So that's great news. HUD definitely needs some funds to go towards their technology infrastructure upgrades, and we look forward to seeing how that money is going to get used going forward. Another point I want to make sure everyone's watching a little bit, we've talked in the past about the Vantage score. We've had folks from the company here. We've got some great things you can go back and listen to on previous podcasts about the Vantage score. And back in 2014, there was a bill that required Fannie and Freddie to set up processes to review alternate credit score models. So this has been Long time in the making. How does this work? What does it look like? Because we all know how embedded the FICO score is into everything that we do. And so for those of you who may not recall, the Vantage score is really a joint effort between Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. You can read all about it at VantageScore.com. So Vantage score is advocating that lenders would get to choose which score that they would use during the origination process at that early stage of the game. They do have some data that shows that for certain borrowers, their scoring model actually may help more borrowers become eligible for home ownership. So that's certainly something that we're all interested in as an industry, but it would be really difficult to figure out when would we use that and how would pricing be impacted. And if you think about everything from application all the way through secondary and investors who all currently have everything built to work around the FICO score, including everything down to pricing, we really would have a big shift in the market to try and figure out how to fold in a second credit score model. So this was really a hearing last week that was held by FIFA to talk through how each of the main entities involved, stakeholders involved, feel about this process. What are some concerns that folks have? What are some options that they feel that should be considered? So definitely the National Association of Realtors, many top lenders, banks, credit unions, everybody's represented at that table. It really boils down to that so many feel there needs to be a single score model that we start with the existing FICO, and perhaps there's some type of a waterfall or alternative process where the Vantage credit score model could be used in the event that it might help more borrowers. So this was just putting everything on the table, trying to figure out what next steps there may be. Lots of work to be done before any real changes are made. As it is, uh, this is just the agency trying to go, okay, we've put a stake in the ground that we've at least started the discussions and we're starting the review process as required by the legislation. So nothing else at this time other than that, and I will turn it back to Alan was able to get on the line. I am here, Alice. Happy Monday. All right. Take it away. Sounds great. Hi, everyone. Happy Monday. As David would say, TGIM, thank God it's Monday. I've got a number of interesting things to talk about. Today, we're going to focus on cool technology and golf. We have the players, the TPC Sawgrass Players Championship in my neighborhood this week. It was rained out the first day. Then we had crazy storms come in. It was delayed two times. Then we wound up having extreme cold and high winds. 
and they had to push everything out. And final day today, Monday, they're squeezing in part of round three and then all of round four, which should have finished up yesterday. What's amazing, though, is the technology that they use for golf. If you had a chance to watch either this tournament or many others, there really is some interesting technology that's used to show where the balls are striking. They show percentages. They show numbers. There's a company that does that. It's called 2K21. And they have mapping technology, and it takes them many, many weeks, if not months, to actually be able to get the Terra data for the ground and satellite imagery and then to map on top of that all of this other technology that they have. If you're interested to learn more about it, you can just Google 2K21 PGA Golf. But the stats, the analytics, those are the types of things that we should be doing in our industry. And I'm going to come back to stats and analytics in just a moment when we talk about what's going on at Wells Fargo and uh, a report that says that they've denied nearly half of all black refinance applications in 2020. Before I do, let's talk cool tech for a second. So there's this electric bike craze, and the joke's more for David. Alice, more, you're more than welcome, or Jack, to laugh if you'd like. But the electric bike craze, it's off the chain. No, really, it's on the chain. But And I guess it's my own kind of dad joke. But anyways, the point about it is that the millennials, right, looking at their interests and looking at the things that drive our customers in this market, they're into these things. They're into electric bikes. The electric bike craze has taken off at such unbelievable rocket ship type of numbers. One company alone, this company called Electric, so it's like the word electric, but you take the E off, just L-E-C-T-R-I-C. They've had over 500 to 1,000% growth in the last 12 to 24 months. They had over 20,000 orders for electric bikes in the last 12 months. I mention this because as you look at ways in this market to capture customers, it may be that electric bikes are part of your marketing efforts and marketing campaign. But check it out. That's cool tech. The other thing is a website. Listen to this. It's called importyeti.com. That's importyeti.com. And this website will show you all of the manufacturers that a company uses. So if you were to go and you were to take a look at a product and you can search thousands and thousands of products on this website, it'll immediately come and tell you who all the manufacturers are that made up that product that was able to be sold. So depending on your interest, you may want to check that out, but it is quite interesting nonetheless. Let's talk about what's going on at Wells Fargo. So there's a report right now. You can see it in Housing Wire. Uh, I call it data to the rescue, question mark, question mark, because that's the topic of why I'm bringing this up. But they're saying Wells denied nearly half of all black refinance applications in 2020. And stating this, Bloomberg actually is the article, but it was mentioned in Housing Wire. They're saying that almost three-quarters of all of those applicants were sent in by white people, and they're showing that Wells was below industry averages of 47% when it came to refinance applications by black homeowners, which were approved at 71% of the time by other lenders. So Wells clearly is below the trend, extremely low below the trend. And they're saying in other demographic groups, the analysis also showed that they approved 67% of requests by Asian homeowners and 53 by Hispanic. So what's really interesting about this is, one, is how can you avoid being in this situation? It's really, and I say it's simple, right? It's not simple, but conversationally, it's really simple because you just need to make sure that you're looking at the data. You have to look at the areas that you're lending. You have to look at the demographics. You have to look at your trend. 
you have to benchmark the industry. This is where data folks really come into play. This is where data scientists come into play. You don't have to have those folks on your own staff. You can have them at partner companies, and there's other ways to look at these analytics, but that's information you want to be looking at. You always want to look at your fair lending risk, right? For those of you building web applications on the front end for borrowers, think about it. You're focused on are you taking all the components of data to make this application a RESPA event, right? But are you looking at the data to understand who you're lending to? And are you looking, are you lending fairly to those folks? So anyways, Wells is a big name. They're going to be in the news. It doesn't mean that you won't have the same type of question come up. But use data, leverage analytics, and put that information together. There's a lot of partners in our industry that are out there that want to help with that data, and a lot of folks out there that have the expertise, the data scientists that you can bring on board, contract, or a full-time basis to start looking at your data. So I just wanted to mention that today. Make sure you take a look at that. Next week, Alice and Jack, I am going to talk about this craze called Wordle that the New York Times bought from one little software engineer in Brooklyn, New York. It is the simplest, the absolute simplest website. It's a game. It's a craze that the millennials are driving, but it talks about how keep it simple, stupid, K-I-S-S, our technology can be moving forward. For those of you at the ICE Experience 2022, have fun partnering, have fun selling your technology, have fun buying technology. And then we'll also talk about inflation-resistant technology next week. Thanks for listening and looking forward to the hot topic. Alice, are you still with us? Yes, I'm here, but I think we're good to go. Thank you for listening. Good to have you with us, everybody. Say a special thank you to all of our sponsors, Financial Lenders One, Mobility MMI, Modex, the MBA, Knowledge Coop, the Mortgage Cooperative, SnapDoc, Success Kit, Lender Toolkit, Penny Mac, Total Expert, and Forum Free. Have a great week, everybody. Forward to seeing you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.